0: What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 18. Last week of the regular season, and this is the week when playoff scenarios come into play. Who's got something to play for? Who doesn't? We're going to take a first look at DraftKings for the NFL Week 18 main slate, and the focus here is uh, a big part of our focus is going to be trying to understand what teams have to play for, um, who's going to have the starters in, who, who doesn't. There's a whole lot of it, and quite honestly, the tale is often told via the Vegas odds. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to look at the matchups and take a first look at DraftKings NFL Week 18, last week of the season. Let's get into it. Um, All right. I'm going to have to do a lot of pausing of this video as I go through these scenarios. I don't have them all memorized, so we'll go through them one by one. But understand that also the Vegas odds on each game does tell the tale. So let's get right into it. We're going to spend a little extra time on the matchups here because we really, truly have to understand who's playing starters, who won't be, why are some of these odds as crazy as they are? So taking a look at this first game, we've got the Bucs at the Panthers with a game total set at 37 and a half. And of course, the Bucks are significant favorites here. So the playoff scenario for this one is very simple. The Panthers have nothing to play for, also nothing to rest for. They're out of it. The Bucks need a win here to get in the playoffs, and if they lose... They're out of the playoffs. So eh, some interest on the Bucks here for sure. Uh, and that offense, they're going to need to win. So they will be going all out. And there's nothing about the Panthers that I ever want to have anything to do with anyway. But there's nothing that says they won't play this game all the way through. Next up, we've got the Browns at the Bengals. And note here, and this is what I'm talking about with how the, the Vegas Lions kind of tell the tale. The Browns are significant underdogs here uh, against the Bengals. The Bengals coming in with a 22 and a half point team total. The Browns have nothing to play for here. They have locked in their playoff positioning and the Bengals have nothing to play for as well. They are out of it. So, how does a game like this? Well, we've already heard some hints that the Browns are going to rest their starters and Vegas is certainly buying that as we see here now. If anything changes over the course of the week, we'll get into that, but it looks like the Browns are going to rest a lot of their guys and that's a pretty ugly scenario. Um actually it's an interesting scenario for the Bengals offense where if, they're, if the Browns are actually resting a lot of their defensive players, we might not get this elite defense that we're used to. So could have some interest on in the Bengals side of this. And and it's, it's a reminder that we need to forget in our minds, oh, the Browns are this great defense. We shouldn't play players against them. Well, if they're resting starters, that won't be an issue at all. So that is something to take note of this week. This next game is kind of interesting, right? We've got the Lions at home taken on the Vikings. Now there's an outside scenario, very unlikely where the lions with the win can climb all the way up to the number two seed, but it is a, a long shot. I, I believe it requires losses from some, uh, significantly unlikely to lose teams on the flip side. The Vikings have an outside shot at the playoffs and they, they need to go all out for the win. So, The Lions side may or may not have some excuse to kind of take it easy. Maybe rest some starters in this game where the Vikings um, should be going balls to the wall. So for playoff scenario purposes, Vikings side of this game, absolutely all in. And the Lions, like I said, there is a little bit of motivation here maybe to say, "Eh, let's take it easy. Let's not go too crazy. Let's not risk anybody. Not that it's definite that they will do that. They could just play it out because why not? But they're not super likely to improve their playoff position with a win here. So we'll keep an eye on that one. I do like the high totals on this game, though. It does look like potentially one of the better games, but we, we really have to focus on that Viking side a little bit, which is kind of weird because the Vikings offense, all the backups, but that's the way to look at for that one. Um, next up, of course, we've got the Jets at the Patriots, 30 and a half point. The worst team uh, game total I've seen all year, 30 and a half points. Uh, that sounds as bad as it gets. Neither team has anything to play for. Uh, You know, as as fans of either team, you're like, I hope they lose playoff positioning. Usually the Jets win in these situations where it would hurt your team to win. That's that's when the Jets do step up. So I think they'll probably win this game. But no reason not to play anybody. Everybody's in play here. Uh, Outside of the fact that it's a 30 and a half point total and it's disgusting, right? That part is why you don't want to play guys from that game. But both teams will be playing all their starters. All right, next up, we've got the Falcons at the Saints. 42 and a half point total. The Saints are slight home fair. Both of these teams have a chance to actually win the division with a win here. So they're going to be going all out in this game. Neither team has been uh elite fantasy producers for the most part, but you know, they're going all out. So that's what's important in NFL week 18. So to start with the motivations from this game, the Jaguars, if they win this game, they will win the AFC South. That's great. So they win and they're in. They might still get in the playoffs with a loss, but they will win the South uh, if they win this game. The, the Titans, on the other hand, have nothing to play for here. So with that being aside, the um, the big, the, some of the big components of this game I get, it's got a 40-point total, low-scoring game. That's how Titans games have gone for most of the year. They've just been low-scoring, but it. Um, I don't think the Titans... We're well, not going to play. They don't care. They have no reason to rest anybody either. Maybe, maybe see what you have with some young guys. Uh, I don't expect like a ton of work for like a Derek Henry in a game like this, or maybe the grizzly old vets. Maybe they'll give some of the younger guys um, some more opportunity in this game. So be careful of that Titans offense for sure. As far as the Jaguars go, we don't know if it's going to be B3, AKA beat hard, or if it's going to be uh Trevor Lawrence at the helm. Travis Etienne had a monster week last week. We actually really called out one uh, at the FS I Army. Mean, that was a great call by uh, Bobby Wow and Burns, who both were obsessed with Trevor, with, with Etienne. And we could see more of that, especially if uh, B3rd is in the game for the Jaguars. But uh, the Titans had been pretty good against the run most of the year. So you throw against them. So I, I think these pieces from the Jaguars offense will be in play. And let's see if Trevor Lawrence comes back. I'm not really sure if what to make of him if he does come back, but I'm curious to see if he does. Next up, we have Seattle at Arizona. Now, this one carries a hefty 47.5 point total. Interesting, right? Um, Arizona, terrible defense all year, been very exploitable. So they're a team that we want to attack with opposing players. Seattle needs a win here and some help to get in the playoffs, but they are full boat motivated to get this win. Whereas on the flip side, Arizona has nothing to play for. They've been out of it. And actually, these wins are just hurting their their um, draft position. So don't know how that affects the team. But I think more importantly, we have a highly motivated Seattle team. Kenny Walker, really interesting in a spot like this, as the Cardinals have been very exploitable by the run. It's hard to see Kenny Walker not scoring a touchdown and maybe two in a game like this. So um, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that on the betting lines later this week. Uh, on the Cardinal side, you know they're coming off a big win and they've just been playing hard and they're playing well. So you know Jimmy Connor, why not? They have nothing, no reason to rest him. Nothing it helps you none. Probably won't be with the team next year. I think we go right back to uh, Greg Dorch and Michael Wilson. So I I really like this game. I think we're going to get a lot of DFS goodness from Next up, we have the Bears at the Packers. Uh, The Packers are at home, and they're carrying a pretty nice little 23 and three-quarter point team total. I like this game, 44-point total. Packers absolutely need to win, and they're in the playoffs. So they are highly motivated. On the Bears side, they've been out of the playoffs for a while, but they've been playing well. Um, Justin Fields trying to kind of, I guess, audition for the team, show that he's worth keeping. Um, The the Bears hold the number one overall pick this year. So, hey, are they getting rid of Fields? Are they keeping him to pick the quarterback? We'll see. It's going to be an exciting offseason. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see kind of what happens there. As far as this game goes, how good is Jordan love Has just look good this year. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I think we're going to get a lot of offensive pieces uh, last week. Uh, I guess it was uh, Jaden Reed kind of breaking out as a star for the Packers here. And it looks like his, his star is going to keep climbing with Chicago. We've got the fields to DJ Moore connection. So a lot of good DFS action coming from this one. I think both teams play it out all the way through. And of course the Packers absolutely need this win. This next, this next game is fascinating. Um, the chiefs, are on the road at the chargers and the chiefs are actually three point underdogs in this game. The chiefs had nothing to play for. So they have no motivation for week 18. There's nothing to do. Chargers not to play for either chargers rolling with uh Easton stick and the whole backup uh, crew. They have virtually no healthy players left on the team. And on the KC side, I, I guess my big question, uh, the odds makers think they're going to rest their starters based on this total, but I don't know if they will. Either way, I mean, it's more of a betting thing for me. I I don't really have much interest in either side of this 36-point total game for DFS, but it's really interesting to me just will Casey actually rest their guys have been playing so bad. You'd almost think they'd want to come in, play the starters one more game, just try to get it figured out before the playoffs, but maybe not. I don't know. All right, moving on. Broncos at the Raiders, both teams already out of the playoffs. Nothing to play for here. Nothing to see here. Um, 38-point totals. pretty gross. Um, Really is not a whole lot to like about this game. Last week, the Broncos sort of, uh, I guess they, you know, they they benched Russell Wilson for the rest of the year. So we got Jared Stidham uh, back at the helm for them, you know, for whatever it's worth, AOC, just backup quarterbacks and ugly football. But, you know, I don't know. Both teams have no reason not to play the game out, so I don't I don't see why they won't, but it's not a very attractive one this week. I really have to think about that game and if we're going to really need to target it at all. Eagles at the Giants. Um, Eagles still alive for the number two seed with a win here and a Cowboys loss. The Giants are obviously out of it. Um, the, the Cowboys are not very likely to lose, right? So... That's part of it. The Cowboys are massive favorites in a game. They must win against Washington. So they're not super likely to lose, but I think the Eagles probably going to play the game out because, Hey, they got something to play for. And also, um, you know, they've been a little out of sync on offense. So it, maybe it does help to get another game in there. I do think though, there's that risk that with all these games where, where it's really close, especially the running quarterback, like hurts, if, if Hertz gets dinged up at all, he's going to be pulled out of the game. So there is some like pull your starters at some point during this game risk. Uh, let's see when they when they play. They're all playing at 4 o'clock, so the NFL knows what they're doing. And the NFL, you could just rely on this. They know what they're doing. They set these games up in a certain way to allow for maximum uh, potential motivation as they're playing out. And um, so I think the Eagles probably do play it out in full, but um, it's a really interesting game and spot for sure. That one is just kind of standing out to me as, what do you do here? Because, uh, you know, Giants... Eagles Eagles could pour it on and this could be a great game for their offense or they just kind of half ass it. So I lean towards, they're just going to play it out. Like all teams, teams never like to look at the other game and say, Hey, they're a heavy favorite. So we won't bother playing this. I think they're going to play it out. But again, there's some third and fourth quarter, especially fourth quarter. Like, eh, we're already out of it. Let's rest. These guys kind of risk here. So be aware of that one. I need a danger alert for this next game. Rams at San Francisco. San Francisco's locked up the number one seed. They have nothing to play for in this game. Um, there's virtually no chance in my mind that they're going to throw uh Debo Samuel out there or uh, not Debo Christian McCaffrey's probably super unlikely to play. And if I'm the 49ers, do I really want to risk like Debo and the rest of my starters in a, in a meaningless game? The team's banged up. the The, the flip side is since they have the number one seed, they're not going to be playing for a while. So. I think at the very least, they'll probably roll their starters out there for some period of time, but I think there is supreme risk of starters getting rested, especially in the second half of this game, so I'm just going to avoid the 49ers completely. I'm not going to play a team that's in the playoffs with absolutely nothing to play for, number one seed locked up. That is a bad scene. Um, There will be temptation to play Elijah Mitchell, and I have to think about that situation, if it's even worth it, or maybe they even rest him, but... Um, that's about it from the 49er side. The Rams also really have nothing to play for here. They're, you know, they're going to get a, they're in the playoffs. You know, if it's the seventh or the sixth or the fifth seed, depending on a win, I don't think it really matters. So, um, neither team here has anything to play for. Same thing with the Rams though. If you see Cooper cup banged up or, or Puka, there's no point in playing your starters or Kyron, get him hurt right before the playoffs. I think that's a disaster for the, for the Rams. So this is an avoid game for me. This week, I think there's a lot of risk of just both teams kind of resting people or, or pulling guys out at the at the slightest hint of any sort of an injury. Okay, last game, we've got the Cowboys at the Commanders, and the Cowboys need to win this game to lock up the NFC East title. Expect them to play all out to ball out. I like all the pieces from this team. Um, all right, so we got through the motivations. That's a big part of NFL week 18 before we can even sort of break the games down. And you guys don't even know, but I had to check, like I had to go back and forth and have my notes out. That took me a lot longer than what you saw on screen to pull off. But hopefully that gives us a really good idea of what to expect and what we're looking for in NFL week 18. Um, We're about to take a look at the DraftKings NFL week 18 main slate. We're going to look through each position group quarterbacks and all this kind of do a first look uh, of sorts. But I did want to mention a couple things first. Number one, congrats to uh, Nando, 50K winner in the SPY this weekend and newest Wall of Champions member for DFS Army. So good stuff, my man. Um, The only thing I wanted to mention is just the Pick'em crew over at DFS Army. I don't talk about these guys nearly enough on this show, but... Um, you guys who are subscribed to DFS Army, you have access to this, especially if you're if you're VIP subscribers, right? If you do the everything subscription, you have access to the Pick'Em guys. We track every pick, every ticket that we put out. And we've been tracking them since the beginning of the season, uh, since September 15th. If you just followed along with these guys on the tickets, and we here we document here is the tracker. So you could see this on the DFSArmy.com website, under player props, the tracker. You could see every ticket that they put out going back the entire season fully tracked. And here's the deal. If you've just been following along with these guys since the start of, uh, since September 15th, you would have put in $40,600 worth of action. And those are 10 and $25 tickets. For the most part, you'd be up $9,763. So this sub, this is a subscription that we sell at DFS army for 34 99 a month. And literally, if you just followed along with this subscription, you would be up $10,000. So for, you know, you pay, I don't know, about $160 in subscription fees since September 15th and you're up almost $10,000. I don't know how to deliver any more value than this. Uh will in sniper, the rest of the pick team in DFS army. They are elite. If you like to play prize picks, if you like to play sleeper underdog, any of this st- stuff, I advise you to check it out. And if you're subscribed to DFS army, make sure you go check out the, the pick them channels in our discord. They're dropping these tickets. All throughout the day, all throughout the night, I get get notifications all the time. I've been crushing it as well, following along with them. Huge profit margin for the Pick'em game, so make sure to check that out. All right, let's get into the breakdown here. NFL Week 18. Let's start at the QB position. We're going to try to remember all our motivations that we've talked about all throughout the the breakdown so that we're on point with all of this. And, of course, at the very top of the salary list is Jalen Hurts, who we said they're going to play. I think they're going to play to win. But if Dallas wins, they have nothing going for them. So there is a little bit of risk there of getting pulled at some point. He dings something up, bangs something up, anything like that, that is trouble. Flip side, Dak Prescott. Dallas is going to go all out to ball out here. Will they? Um, will it all come off the arm of Prescott? I don't know. A lot of these games, he's absolutely smashed. So I think Dallas uh, Dak is most definitely in play this week. Mahomes, nothing to play for. I'm going to avoid him. Completely. No. Right. Justin Fields. So I do like him at Green Bay. I think Chicago has nothing not to play for and Fields needs to prove himself in yet another game. How did he do last week? Put up a 25, 7, for 20, I think more of the same is coming here. So um, I like Fields. I like Fields in this spot. I've been rolling with Justin Fields all season long. And I just, you know, first couple of weeks, it didn't work. But for the most part, it's been great. He's a very comfortable stack with. DJ Moore, So uh, I'm going to keep him on my list for this week. For sure. Uh, Brock Purdy's another one. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that game. Nothing to play for. I'm out on Purdy. T law. Don't know if he's coming back here. Don't know if, even if he does come back that he like, he didn't, he wasn't very good when he came back the last time, the shoulder injury was clearly affecting him. And. I don't know. I'm I'm definitely concerned. that He wouldn't be my top choice because the shoulder issue is the thing that's bothering me. Um, he he just was not throwing well when he came back a couple of weeks ago, and I get that he's you know back on the bench, but there is concerns there. Um, Jordan Law, uh, Jared Goff, him in the in the earlier breakdown. The Lions do have a scenario to move up to the number two seed, but it involves both the Cowboys and the Eagles losing like it's super unlikely more likely than not. The lines really have nothing to play for here. Um, they are at home. So I, I don't think this is the spot where I want to get on to. I'd rather play heavily motivated players like Jordan love, who is on the Packers and needs a win against Chicago in order to get in great game last week for love as well. So he'll be in, he'll be in the mix. I think a little bit Joe Flacco again, Cleveland, can't trust them to play the starters. They've locked down their playoff positioning. So I'll be out on Flacco this week. Although, Flacco comeback player of the year. Could it be? I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh Kyler Murray. I just never play Kyler Murray. Did he have a good game last week? Yeah, there it is. So Murray put up 25 last week. Finally got it done. Even in that monster game where, where they had to do all of that to beat uh the Eagles. Murray still didn't put up that great of a score, so I don't think they're going to get that going again. I'm I'm out on Kyler. Um, Stafford, again, nothing to play for. i definitely not touching any of that at all. Not interested. Geno, heavily motivated against Arizona, but just never has a big game. It's so rare. So Geno is more of a GPP-only type of play. Um, Definitely not somebody I want to mess with here. Russell Wilson, not going to play. Browning is interesting on Cincinnati because, like I said, you normally wince at the idea of playing a quarterback against Cleveland, but Cleveland's not going to be – Cleveland could rest all their starters. So Browning will be an interesting tournament option, I think, this week. Um, There's a few other ones like that that will be interesting tournament options. Um, Derek Carr, again, I'm not a Derek Carr believer. Last week, you know, people tried to uh, get me to put Derek Carr in my sheet. Hey, he had a 28 the week before, Kev. You know, your three-year uh, your three-year boycott of Derek Carr was wrong. He's had one game where it was okay. You know what? If Derek Carr is going to burn me this week or any week, he's going to burn me. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm staying. I'm sticking with it. No Derek Carr ever. And O'Connell's a, a big no. Again, um, neither team has anything not to play for, so they're going to play. Tyrod Taylor's an interesting spot this week. Uh, came through for us as a core play last week at at um, 4,600. What was it? Four, yeah, 4,600 salary core play. Um, my second favorite play on the slate, which was Lamar last week, absolutely went bananas. But if he's not doing that, we're all talking about Tyrod Taylor getting us there for 4,600. That's 5X what he put up last week. Now, I don't think he's got a lot more upside beyond that in him but I think we can get another 20 plus point performance out of Tyrod. So if I got to play a shitty guy, if I got to play a turd, I think it's Tyrod. Tyrod. Um, not much else I don't think here that's going to uh, excite me. Uh, CJ Beathard definitely did not um, need to do much last week, against, but he was good. I thought he was fine, so maybe we'll keep him in mind if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. To start off this lineup, though, I'm going to scroll way back up. I like a few of these spots, but I'm going with Fields. He's got nothing not to play for. Does it every week. Packers, not that great. Jordan Love is an option as well. I think he's good as well. All right, let's shift focus to the running back position. And again, we're going to give a heavy nod to understanding motivation. Sorry, this this video is going to take a little bit longer than usual because I'm adding all of this stuff in and really thinking it through. but motivation is everything in NFL week 18. So we're going to keep that in mind. Now, Christian McCaffrey right at the top. Don't expect him to play next up. Kyron Williams, another one completely non-motivated and a lot of risk in rolling out your, your sort of elite running back in a meaningless game for the Rams. So I'm going to pass on Kyron. Williams. he could get it done by the way, just because a team isn't motivated just because they don't have any reason to play the starter, all that, or put doesn't mean they're not going to do it. So I'm just going to pass on those spots because I don't think we, we're we going to know. I think there will be some where like Kyron Williams goes nuts just because why not? They played him and they don't care. And, you know, sometimes you get these coaches that are just like, all right, play my guys. We play it all out. I don't care. And other ones are like, no, no, he's my starter. I really need him for the playoffs. We expect that we'll be a good team in the playoffs. Therefore, we're not going to risk injury in, in meaningless week 18 games. As a matter of fact, these guys are already banged up. Let's give them some rest. So different kind of coaches, different kind of motivations. We'll see what people do. And we'll see if over the course of the week, we get information. As of right now, this is Tuesday as I record this. I don't know. Things can change over the course of the week. Blurbs will come out from coaches. Some of them will be lies. So you also have to not fully believe some of that. The most true thing that they say is that we're going to rest some start. Sometimes we're playing it all the way out there. They and they don't. So you can't believe those. But if they say we're resting people, you can believe that. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that as the week rolls on. Again, Bucks at Carolina. Uh, I think Rashad White is in play here. Uh, Bucks need to win, so they will be going all out to ball out. Carolina, good team to attack with your running back. But it also is important to keep in mind that Rashad White has definitely not been paying off this type of a salary all year long. So you know we'll see about that. Again, Saints Atlanta, both teams with everything to play for. Um... Camara got banged up last week. I'm just not into it. I, he's been too banged up. Got the Q tag. Get knocked out of the game last week. I'm out for the most part on Camara this week. But, you know, interesting, right? Um, Travis Etienne, big game last week. Must win game for the Jaguars here. Going all out. So I do like this spot. Um, Titans, not the best team to run against in terms of just like teams that stop the run. they were pretty good at that. But, you know, doesn't matter. Um, really important to note and reminder of the awesome call on the tournament tactics show from Burns and Bobby Wowen, of course, last week, uh, again, on the pregame show where they were pumping Travis Etienne like crazy. And that absolutely smashed. So great call, guys. Brees Hall. I think the Jets will play Brees Hall in this game and just, you know, finish out the season, hopefully strong. Look at all these targets he's been getting um, lately. So. Brees Hall just been peppered with targets from Trevor Simeon. 16 in week 17, in week 16, nine in week 17. He is somebody that I'm interested in, even in an unmotivated game with low scoring potential. The price tag is a little high, but we're going to keep him in mind for this first look. Um, ETN also, I'm, I'm interested in him uh, a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco. No, again, you have an unmotivated chiefs team here. They have nothing to play for. So I think Pacheco has been so banged up. You can't risk it at 7K. Barkley, nothing not to play for. So he certainly can be used, Um, you know, but the Eagles are playing to win this game and that's just an ugly spot for Barkley. So I'm not super interested there. Man, did Swift let us down last week. That was brutal. Brutal to watch. Brutal to see. Just a letdown game from Swift. I don't know what to make of it, but I don't think I can go back there again. I mean, outside of crazy tournaments, but I I don't I don't trust him. Jameer Gibbs always in play. Um, a, a bad week last week for Gibbs in a tough matchup, but uh you know the matchup is gonna be a lot easier here, potentially. But again, Lions don't have a ton to play for, so I'm probably gonna avoid that spot. Eckler, mm, not really. Bijan tough to trust Bijan at all based on just his results this year and how unexciting that Falcons offense has been. But the first player I want to plug into my lineup here is Kenny Walker. There is no more motivated team than Seattle. They absolutely need to win. Um, Aggravated shoulder injury, hard hit probable to return, never took the field, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. We'll have to check on his health status, but Man, wouldn't it be great? I'd actually... If he can't play, that'd be even better. Like, give me Charbonnet. That would be the ultimate lock button for this week. So I hope he can't play. But if he is playing, I'm probably going to have to plug him in here and just suck it up. Got to suck it up. Where are we? Um, all right. Let's see some more spots here. Tony Pollard in play. Yeah. They need to win. They're going all out. He's been terrible all year. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely stinks. But... I mean, it's week 18, and when's he going to get it done? Like, it hasn't happened all year. It's crazy. It's actually shocking that if you told me at the beginning of the year that Dallas was going to have this elite defense, they're going to beat this awesome team and play the style that they do, and Tony Pollard was going to have this disappointing season where he averaged 13 fantasy points per game, you know, effectively less than James Conner and, and really much kind of lesser players, you'd never believe it. But here we are. Still, we get another elite matchup for Tony Pollard. What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Joe Mixon, I'm actually very interested in Joe Mixon in this game. If Cleveland's resting starters, again, no one really wants to play anybody against Cleveland. You see it, and you're like, I'm not playing anybody against them, but Joe Mixon, look, it's great volume last week, put up a decent number. I I don't hate it. Joe Mixon will be in my mix for sure. I'm gonna mix him in. All right, I've said that like, you know, 18 times already this year. At some point, it has to stop, and I apologize. For that, for that dad joke. Um, Aaron Jones getting lots of carries. Must win game. I haven't played much Aaron Jones this year. Chicago run defense. It's actually a lot better than what those numbers I- imply, but but still you can have some interest in Aaron Jones, I guess. Uh, Derrick Henry's a no for me. James Conner is kind of interesting, and I'm I'm kind of thinking about playing a little Jimmy here. Twenty. Look at all this volume. I mean, that's how they got it done against the Eagles. If he's healthy, you know, he's just look at these scores the last few weeks. I think we got to get on the Connor bandwagon here. I haven't been on it, admittedly. Got to get on. We got to get on board here. Um, Cardinals have nothing not to play for. They're going to play to win like they've been doing the last few weeks. Seattle needs to win. Arizona's at home. We're getting on the Connor bandwagon. Um, let's look at some more spots though. Zamir white Zami. Sure. Look at all the targets. Look at all those targets. That was a tougher game. I mean, it was kind of not a tough game. Easy. I don't, he needs to get in the end zone to get it done here. But yeah, Zamir white in the mix. As long as, as long as, um, Josh Jacobs is out, there's no reason to rest. Zamir white. He'll be in there doing his thing. Zeke Elliott against the Jets. Also, why not? They're playing all out to ball out. No worries here. So he gets some targets. He gets everything. Zeke Elliott, absolutely in play this week. Zeke Mitchell. I, I think he's gonna be. Um, I think he might be popular. I don't know. But Elijah, what do I call him, Elijah, not Zeke. Elijah Mitchell. Um, he's gonna be popular play. Maybe I don't know. It's early in the week. Hard to tell. But I'm not getting on board with that again. 49ers completely non-motivated. They could play a third string guy out there and just keep Eli- you know, Elijah healthy for the playoffs. So no, I'm out on that one. Herbert, man, I got to see what, what's up with Herbert too. Khalil Herbert, maybe maybe interesting as well. I'm going to look at some of the numbers here, but we thought it was going to be Roshan initially as the guy who picks up this volume. And it's certainly leaning more towards Herbert. I, I don't think, I, I think it's a bit of a split, but... You know That's been an interesting situation, the running back situation for those guys. Always dangerous when Javante Williams becomes chalky. And he was chalky last week, and um, it was not very good. It was a great matchup. Did not get it done once again. I I do like at least he got 18 touches. So the touch count did go up. And again, it doesn't make sense to me that they kind of don't want to see what they have with this guy. But it is what it is. See if there's anybody else. Again, we're hoping for the Charbonnet miracle. We get a Charbonnet. Um, if we get a Charbonnet sort of instead of Walker situation, that will be an all in lock button play. Beyond that, we might discover some like extreme cheapies later in the week at the running back position. You know, something opens up, somebody gets rested, whatever. But for now, I think this is the crew that we're working with. So we got a few potential running backs, Seattle starter should be really good i like connor here and i don't mind going back to zamir white i don't mind um a little breeze hall as well so a lot of different ways to go at the running back position in the early look all right let's move on and to actually before we get to wide receiver i like to tight end defense let's go to the other positions first so let's go to defense first and we're going to look for the cheapest viable and this might wind up being like some team playing against the non-motivated so let's let's kind of think these through one by one right Washington, no. Giants, no. Again, Dallas and Philly playing all out to ball out. Seattle also playing all out. So, um, Cardinals, no. I don't want. Eh, I could play them, but no. Panthers, no. Rams at San Francisco, maybe. Right? If San Francisco pulls their starters, if we find out later in the week, oh, it's not going to be Brock Purdy. It's going to be whoever. Actually, even with Darnold back there, I kind of think like San Francisco's still fine. So I don't think I want to do that one. Vikings at Detroit also Detroit gonna play this game out, so I don't like that. Broncos at, at Las Vegas, AOC, the whole deal. It's not very pretty. I don't know. Um, Chargers at home against Kansas City, maybe. Now, if, if Kansas City benches Mahomes, then I'm I'm interested in the Chargers defense for sure. I don't I think it's you know Blaine Gabbard or somebody random that's the backup. It's not I I don't think it's Blaine Gabbard, but maybe it is Blaine Gabbard, some random backup. Quarterback for Mahomes. So certainly don't hate that idea of playing that guy, that team. Uh, Chicago, Green Bay, probably not. Atlanta, New Orleans, no. Cleveland at Cincinnati. If since if, if Cleveland benches the starters and Joe Flacco, I'm interested as well. Jacksonville at Tennessee, I could I can do that. I think that's that's the spot I'm going to pick for this one. The Titans have been just really kind of crap. Um let's see though if any anybody really jumps off the page. Seattle Arizona, New England Jets, Jets New England. No, no, no. Maybe Jets at New England, but that that's already gotten to the too expensive to really be comfortable with. Of course, if we can get all the way up to Dallas against Washington, I think that's worth doing. But for this for the purpose of this video and this breakdown, I'll go with kind of what seems to be Um, An interesting enough spot, which is Bengals at home against a Cleveland team that is maybe resting starters. If they're not resting starters, then, you know, we could throw that out. Tight end position. Let's start at the top here again. Kelsey, no. Njoku, no starters. No. But look at that. Let's say they were starting Kelsey and Njoku the same price. What? What is happening? Uh, Sam Laporta, fine play. Um, Trey Trey McBride, sure, why not? George Kittle, no. Goddard, probably not. Ferguson, eh. Waller, maybe. Cole Komet, there we go. Gerald Everett. Kind of like Gerald Everett here at 3,900 against, uh, again, a KC team that's unmotivated. Look at all these targets, 8-8-8. Even last week, didn't do much with it. He rarely does a whole lot with them, but I love the target volume for Gerald Everett. So I'm going to go right back to it. anytime. Listen, you might say, Kevin, you were wrong. You told me to. Uh, Gerald Everett was one of my top plays. It was core play last week. Said, Kevin, you're wrong. You said to play Gerald Everett, and he he only got a, a nine or a ten. Well, he got nine targets. That's what we're trying to predict. I'm trying to predict the volume. um Once you once the volume is there, the points will come. It's just a natural variance. So i as long as this guy's getting eight, nine, ten targets a game, I I don't care. I'm I'm going to keep playing him at that price at 3,900 for nine targets. He's got to catch a touchdown, and maybe he hadn't. He didn't do it last week, but that doesn't mean he's not going to do it this week. All right. Let's talk wide receivers, and at the very top end of the range. Actually, before we talk wide receiver, because this is the last position group, hit that like button. You've been hanging with me all season long. Hopefully, you've been killing it this year, um, and we've got a lot more DFS action, NFL DFS action, coming for the playoffs as well. Of course, we've got the showdown breakdowns. For for all these games here on the channel. So hit that like button. Let the you let YouTube know that you like these videos. You like our channel, hit the subscribe button. And when those videos come up, they'll pop up on your feed. I mean, uh, you know. Hang with the geek even more. What's better than that? Hit that like button, subscribe, notify, all that good stuff. All right. Starting at the very top, CV Lamb, probably the top play on the slate, top uh wide receiver play. Um, I, I'm already debating with season-long enthusiasts about who the number one wide receiver will be for next year, and it might be C.D. Lamb. He might be your first guy off the board, but for this week, he is certainly the top dog. If you had C.D. Lamb last week in your fantasy football championships, you Lambed your way into the money. Congrats on that. I like him this week as well. I don't think we can squeeze him into this lineup, but I certainly will have a ton of Lamb uh, lineups here. 17 targets last week is wild. In, oh, AJ Brown has something to play for. Has not gotten it done in weeks and weeks and weeks. It's really hard to trust him. I think he got overpriced based on sort of some fire games he had earlier in the season. So I don't know. I don't know about him. Amin uh, Ra again, motivated. Amin Ra, always a high floor guy. Sure, why not? Justin Jefferson. Also, if the Vikings are rolling out. Hull or whoever this random backup quarterback is. It's so bad. Actually, as a matter of fact, now, now that I see that, Lions defense, I'm switching it. If the Vikings are going to roll out that kid again, no, I mean, they'll probably go back to Mullins, actually. They benched Hull, right? So they went back, they went back to Mullins in that game. Figure they'll play Mullins a little bit better, but I'm still going to play Lions defense now. I changed my mind. Um, I do think that um, Jefferson's probably better with Mullins in there than Hull. Cup, no, no motivation here. Uh, Don't like it, too risky. Devontae Adams, yeah. Devontae Adams could just pop out of nowhere. Monster game last week, 21 targets. I I think this is one of our guys. I think this is a guy that we're going to target this week just because of what's going on. They're just throwing to him nonstop. I like it. I do. And so he's one of the very few sort of mid-level playup options that that are interesting at all this week. And he is staying in the mix um, for sure. Puka, no, I'm staying away from the Rams. Cooper, no, we're staying away from Cleveland. Samuel, no, staying away from Rams. Keenan Allen, no, staying away from Chargers. So we just eliminated a whole bunch of potential options. Unfriend you. I unfriend you. Wait a minute. Where is Betsy? I unfriend you. That's not how is. There she is. We unfriended a whole bunch of names just now. That's good. Uh, Mike Evans, always in play. Um, You know, just always in play. Tampa needs to win. You never know when he's going to pop off. You just never know. I I talk about Mike Evans. It's the same thing every time. Never know. Um, Chase, 7,300. Sure. I actually really love this spot. I don't think that, um, again, people are going to be scared off by Cleveland. Cleveland's not going to, Cleveland has nothing to play for. The starters are out. So I like Jamar Chase a little bit there. Uh, DK Metcalf, again, he's he's in the Derek Carr. I really rarely, if ever, play this guy category. Massively overpriced on DraftKings. Look at the difference between his average fantasy points per game and others around him. He's just lower than others who are even cheaper. He's at 15.5, right? I mean, I can get 15.5 down here for 6,700. 6,700. I can get it for cheaper. I can get almost 15 points per game with A- Adam Thielen all the way down here. Um, you know, it's not that far off from just other names that are significantly less expensive. So, I just don't I just don't play DK Metcalf very often Brendan Ayuk again, San Francisco resting starters, but the first name I'm going to plug in this lineup is of course DJ Moore. Love DJ Moore um with fields the, the ultimate combination and I don't mind Cole Komet in there as well, but DJ Moore is almost a must with Fields. Fields had the big game last week. DJ Moore did as well. So that was the perfect correlation and how correlation is and is supposed to work, right? Um, let's continue on. Devontae Smith, Q tag. Not sure if he's even healthy here. Crutches, wearing a boot. I don't like any of that. So I'm out on that. Rishi Rice, again, KC, unmotivated. So, unfriend you. I unfriend you. Rishi Rice. Um, Chris Olave? Okay. Ridley? Okay. What did he do last week? Eight targets, four said, didn't do much. But Ridley can pop off at any time. Um, did not do much last week, though, for sure. Cortland Sutton? No. Godwin? Maybe. I think, did Godwin have the big week? No. He had a nice week, but Yeah, not a whole lot of volume for those Tampa wide receivers. Um, T. Higgins gets hurt early in the game last week, comes out. Let's see what happens. Uh, I think he came back in the game, actually, but just didn't do anything. With Jamar Chase back, T. Higgins is like a waste. You always want to trade T. Higgins away during one of those periods where Chase is hurt, and and Higgins starts to look like he's good, but he always reverts back to terrible. Do not draft T. Higgins next year in fantasy. He's always overranked. It's not a good scene. Hopkins, no, Thielen, sorry. Thielen, man, it's been forever since this dude had a good game. I know I mentioned um, his average fantasy points per game has been decent, but he gets a lot of targets. It's just really tough with that quarterback. Um, Garrett Wilson, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at 5,900. Sure, did he do much against Cleveland? No, but this guy is getting peppered with targets. I'm 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 gonna hit the name. I'm gonna plug in the name for now. I, I don't lo- actually I, I'm I'm just I just wanna I'm not gonna actually play him, but I do want to say I don't hate it. All right, let's put it, let's put it like that. Um, I want to see where Jaden Reed was priced, and he is priced up. I don't like this. Ribs return negative, further testing, pretty sore, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So Jaden Reed would be really interesting. I was gonna kind of try to get him in there as a bring back for Justin Fields. A little bring back action. Um I guess Romeo Dubs would be interesting as well, but I, I don't know that we need to bring back here. But if Jaden Reed is healthy, he'll be certainly on my list. Uh, but I'm a little surprised to see how expensive he is here. So that's less than ideal. Tyler Lockett, yes, interested. Against Seattle, highly motivated. So, you know, when did the big games come from Tyler Lockett? You never know. But could this be one of them? It certainly could. Myers, probably, yeah, okay, he's playable. Jordan Addison, Playable? Maybe. Jerry Judy, not super exciting. Drake London, not super exciting. You know, we're, we're beyond the point of where we can get these amazing bargains because everybody kind of knows. But there are a few spots I think we can get an inexpensive player, and I'm going to focus on that to see how much we have left. And I actually think we will wind up with Garrett Wilson in this lineup as I see how it's kind of coming down. But um, Palmer, no. Smith and Jigba has been looking better at times and and, you know, he's good, but not, not enough sal, not enough ceiling there to really justify the 4,800. It's a lot to pay for him. Rashid Shahid, a good ceiling guy. Greg Dortch was somebody I had quite a bit of exposure to last week. Worked out well. I would go right back to him. I like that game. We talked about it, Seattle, Arizona, and you know, give me a piece from the Arizona side. I want to see how he did compared to Michael Wilson. So Wilson, four targets, uh, six targets, Dortch, Seven targets, seven receptions. Man, I really prefer Dorch. He's a little more expensive, but not that much more. So I'm going to plug Dorch in over here. If we went down to Wilson, we can actually afford Garrett Wilson, the Wilson brothers. I think, which makes which I'm interested in so six, seven, eight, nine. So I need to I need to 300 more. Actually, it wouldn't even get us there. It wouldn't even get us there. But let's continue looking here. So more, no. Wandale, maybe. So I think the other way to go this week is going to be like to save salary. It's probably going to be coming from some of these Giants wide receivers. Uh, Wandale is one of the names that uh, definitely stands out. He's popping. Darius Slayton, also popping. So these two guys are going to be heavy in my mix this week. And I actually have to go down to one of them in order to make the Garrett Wilson version of a lineup work. And we put in Wandale or Slayton. It really doesn't matter to me between these two. Kind of the same. Gets you 6K. Um, again, Garrett Wilson in that lineup there, if we want to go that way, but I do want to continue to look down through these wide receivers and see if anybody else is popping. Um, let's see here. Darnell Mooney, Jamison Williams has actually had a bunch of good games as well. Um, recently getting some targets. So I just we'll keep him in mind. I don't like that Q tag. Hey, Gibson, I don't know. You know, no one's really uh, jumping off the page here as of this moment in the super cheap zone. So I think, uh, yeah, maybe Jalen Hyatt, eh, four targets to reception. Yeah, maybe Jalen Hyatt down here in that super cheap zone would would also be another name to keep in mind. But that being said, I I really like what we have going on here. Um, A lot of targets in this lineup. So let's just go through it. Justin Fields stacked with DJ Moore. Those two go together like PB and J, like chocolate and peanut butter. There's two peanut butter and jelly. What about chocolate, peanut butter, and jelly? All three. We need a trio. I need a snack that's chocolate, peanut butter, and jelly because all these things go great together. They should all go good together. Fields and more. I would like to have a comeback and and we can consider bring backs on, on the Packers, maybe uh once we know what the status is of Jaden Reed. Another potential bring back on that team is uh maybe craft the tight end. Could go that way for the bring back. And I think Tucker Kraft will be low owned and maybe even a better play than actually let's put in craft to make this lineup a little more um bringbacky, so to speak. Also add a little bit of salary. So this will get us a little bit of correlation in this lineup. Kenny Walker, just a a running back in a great spot. James Conner, flip side, same game, running back, great spot, has been putting up numbers. Obviously, we got to keep an eye on the health of Kenny Walker. Wondell Robinson, all the volume, Giants uh, offense. Some, you know, they're going to play all out. Garrett Wilson again, just fifteen targets a week. Why not? And Lions defense, we got 300 salary left over, can switch it up, do a lot of different things. So guys, that's going to do it for the NFL Week 18 DraftKings first look. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know who you like. Who are you building around? Who's your early week quarterback wide receiver combination that you think is going to help you win this week um did i miss on any of these motivational things do you have any any insights there hit me up in the comment section below make sure to smash that like button subscribe to the channel we'll be with you all through the playoffs hopefully had a great season hopefully you won your fantasy season long leagues and if not there's still dfs to be played so um we'll get into it and i will see you guys